Welcome to Hope in the Heartland, a podcast from Zeal Coaching, where we talk to you, our neighbors, about ways to take your life from ordinary to extraordinary. We'll also take some time along the way to celebrate people who are living those dream lives right here in the Midwest. So join us as we help you ignite your life with passion, purpose, love, and success to ignite your life with Zeal. It's Christy Shell from Zeal Coaching, but we are here today for our first podcast for Hope in the Heartland. I am Christy Shell, owner and founder of Zeal Coaching, been at this coaching thing for a long time, and are one of the two hosts for Hope in the Heartland. I want to introduce you to Katie, and let's hear a little bit about Katie, too. Hey, everybody. Um, my name is Katie Sandy Smith, and I've recently started working for Zeal Coaching within the last year. I think we'll hit on that a little bit more. Um, in my former lives, I have been an English professor. Um, I did a brief stint in corporate America as a project manager and a tech writer. And now I do coaching. Um, I work with high school and college students just talking about life and career. She has amped up all that we do here at Zeal Coaching and we, including helping us get this podcast started. So her big shout out to her and her husband, Jason, who have helped us significantly. And so... What is this podcast all about, Katie? What are we doing? <laughs> so we wanted to start this podcast because here in the Midwest, so we're located in Ohio, um, but Christy's originally from Indiana, and I went to college. My undergrad was in Indiana. Um, we have friends in Kentucky, you know, Pennsylvania, and I think coming from, you know, the we're not really the breadbasket of America, but we ha- live kind of in an agrarian area and sometimes when we talk about being life and career coaches I think people don't know what to make of that um (laughs) they don't know baffled aren't they they're baffled (laughs) right they don't know what that is they don't know what it looks like um and they don't I think understand the practical side of it isn't that something you do in California (laughs) right (laughs) exactly right (laughs) which is not true right at all so coaching can be in all forms and I think for us, this really has been a huge motivator um, to get this message out that in the heartland or in this part of the country, people think that you can't do awesome things here. And that's what this podcast is really right. about, is that there are people doing everything, every awesome thing you can think of right here in the middle of the heartland. If you don't know, Ohio is kind of shaped like a heart. So that's where that come from. And... Um, and so what happens is, is that we people find people all the time going, well, I can't do that here. I can't do this. And actually I felt that way for a while and then got kicked in the butt and I know you can now. And so things have happened here and that's how Zeal has really gotten created. And our goal is to impact this middle part of the country and right. give them hope and inspiration to do all the awesome things right in their own backyard. Right. So you as our listeners will hear some life coaching tips and tricks and kind of what we talk about in the trade and what other life coaches are talking about that maybe are more prevalent in California or <laughs> New York or wherever those fancy places are. Those coastal countries. Right. <laughs> right. But we want to do that and also give you inspiration to show you and tell you and let you listen to people who are doing awesome things here that are doing things that people, I think, think that you have to move away from here to do good old big city to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're doing it right here. Yeah. I mean, we have some amazing people lined up 
between entrepreneurs and police officers and politicians and base professional baseball players and all kinds of things coming to our little podcast here and but also to show you how we can do things in a big way one of the things and why this is so important to us is that we are career and life coaches so we really work with a lot of people trying to figure out what they want to do either young high school college age or like midlife career transition i'm in a rut i need something new or i've never figured out what i wanted to do when i grow up kind of things And um, so part of our mission there is to really talk about what careers and how people got to where they were and the path that they took or education or training or the leap of faith that they've taken to get there. So all of those things are going to be wrapped up in this podcast every week and um, just for you to be inspired and to get a new or fresh perspective about what's possible for you or maybe your own family or something. So it's great. And so that's kind of some of the things we want to share with you. We'll do some interviews or sometimes we'll just kind of do maybe a QA and a or um, kind of outline some stuff that we are working with to give you an idea of what life and career coaching is like and what really extraordinary life in the Midwest is like. And so one of those ways we want to do that is through a segment each week where it's kind of the success of the week and something that has happened in coaching where we've had a client or we've seen former clients or someone who has had a huge win and we're like, yay! And so we want to cheer them on and also tell you about it so you can be inspired about it. So we want to talk about our success of the week. So our success of the week is... A client of mine, and she is a college-age student. She just finished her first semester at Ohio State. And this is a super fun time of the year. It's December for us, so all the students are coming back, um, especially those freshmen for the first time. And they were scared as heck to go or super excited and out of their heads about going. And so um, just for them to come back, and I just met with her to kind of recap how the semester went for her, and she's so excited and doing super well. And and she's also she's trying to figure out between finance and accounting in this career she didn't know about that we found out in coaching called um, analytics so it combines computer programming and math and a lot of different things and so she's super excited so math kicked her butt a little bit she's college is a little more progressively (laughs) than she thought and so she's working to kind of make a strategy to get back in the swing of that for next semester but even more than that it's just so much fun to hear how much she was so scared and Mm. she's got a boyfriend already and things good things are happening and she is super um she really loves it and is like ready to kick the next semester so that's super fun for us awesome yeah yeah that's our success for the week so next we have a segment called zeal living tips and christy what tip do we want to give people today that they can apply to their lives right now so we're starting this first episode with a huge one that goes with just the complete theme of our podcast not settling and being open to possibilities so i think we've seen this a lot in our coaching um, where people have settled into kind of living a mediocre life or kind of lowering their expectations of themselves. So we want to really think about helping people being open to possibilities and not giving up. And sometimes life circumstances get in the way and we think we have to give up on 
those dreams or our own potential. So we want to encourage those. I think a good example is when people think that they can't go to college because maybe their family never did or they were a mediocre student. And so they say, well, college isn't for me. So what's interesting is there's all kinds of college programs and training for various skill levels. And there's just so many possibilities about how training can move your life forward and get more income, more family satisfaction, maybe closer to your purpose. So, so let's just talk about not settling for a minute. So much of that is not having high expectations for ourselves. Those messages most of the time may have come from our family or they may have come from our peers or maybe bullying or something like that where people have taught you or told you that you weren't good enough or kind of pull you back in and don't like want to see you excel. And it, most of that time for your family is they're afraid for you or they don't want you to leave them or mm. something like that. We use this great analogy of crabs in a bucket. Like all the crabs could get out of the bucket if they work together. But what happens is crabs pull each other back in. And so we need to kind of cut the crabs out of our life so we can move ourselves forward a little bit or just to stop listening to those messages and just get some fortitude and belief in ourselves and make that happen. Here are some ways that we can um, not settle. First of all, if you don't know how, that does not mean it's not possible. So there's this possibility of learning new things. Sometimes we think, I don't know how, so I can't do that. And we forget that we have, we can learn. we it's not just something that school made us do. We have the potential to learn. So that opens up all these possibilities. And you were mentioning a while ago, like you can learn anything now with YouTube and Google. So yeah. So my son learned how to tie his tie because his dad was out of, out of the country when he uh, had to go to like a football banquet or something. So it's really interesting. You can really learn anything from programming to dog grooming to whatever. So just because you don't know how does not mean it's not possible for you. The second one would be find your area of potential. I think we think, oh, I don't know anything or I don't know, I don't have, we keep telling ourselves I don't have nothing different or unique about me and really identifying what makes you who you are. So what are those areas of potential? Where do you work? Where can you help other people? And what are some ways that you can find what areas of potential you might have? I think there's a couple of ways. The cheapest way is to ask some trusted friends, right? Like what is, what's unique about me? Like this is a very easy activity. We actually do it on in some of our classes where we make some of our students go and find and ask people what's different about me what's unique about me how would you describe me that kind of thing so people will tell you if they care about you and they'll be honest with you don't let them talk about what you're not good at though (laughs) because you're like right back to where we don't want you to be so just talking about the areas of potential and and then other ways are like assessments or books like like strength finders which is a book you can get at any any bookstore sometimes at Kroger or the grocery store sometimes okay. it's so popular and it gives you five of your top strengths when you get that when you do the assessment that's in that book so there's all different kinds of ways and then the last one I would say is you've got to be brave bold you've got to be a little more 
you got to build the confidence by doing it. So you got to do it scared. We always say do it scared. It's like the new black, everyone's wearing it. So you got to be scared and you got to do it anyway. And so that's how you get to be brave or get to be courageous is because you took those steps instead of thinking I have to be courageous. I feel courageous. You don't feel courageous. You feel scared, but doing it anyway is when you really win. That's really how we think about getting out of living mediocre. You know, it's possible because you can learn it to find your area of potential and to be brave and go for it. That's my coaching tip for the week. Okay. So for our feature segment on this, our very first podcast, we Did you w- say it was our first podcast? I think we said it. Have we mentioned this is our first podcast? <laughs> yes. Guys, this is our first podcast, as yes. if you can't already tell. <laughs> um, for our feature segment, we want to do some alternating between discussing like a coaching topic in more depth. I mean, we did, we'll do like the, the quick zeal living tips, but we also want to go into some depth on some things to kind of teach. But then we also want to do some interviews with people who are living extraordinary lives here in the heartland, like we've mentioned a few times. And so today we're going to do an interview and I get to interview my beautiful co-host Christy Shell, oh. um, who is really the, she didn't know this. No, she she knew. She is the uh, impetus behind Zeal Coaching. It was her brainchild. So, uh, welcome to your podcast, Christy. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself? We know that you are the founder and you know primary coach at Zeal Coaching, but maybe about your family, some of your interests, your hobbies. Sure. So I, um, let's see, I grew up in Indianapolis, big Catholic family, and went to Indiana University, and I, can't, I always say I found my dream job at 16 when I was a camp counselor and wanted to do that the rest of my life. I wanted to help kids play in the outdoors and gain confidence, and that's really what I wanted to do. So when I went to Indiana University for my bachelor's degree, I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to... <laughs> study psychology or teaching I just knew it had something to do with kids and the camp was the place that I super blossomed and so I actually found this major called outdoor recreation which sounds like a a, a joke but it really <laughs> right. is a thing and it's a thing that if you're interested you can be do that too but what um I wanted to be camp director the rest of my life that was really the plan and so I went to school for that and graduated and did that for many many years whether it was camp director or um but I was in the outdoor adventure team building industry. And what happened for us is that we were doing tons of corporate work in the late or mid nineties. And a corporate client that we were having over and over again, um, was like, you're good at this. And I'm like, good at playing with adults. This doesn't make any sense, right? (laughs) You should go back to school. He said, and I'm like, for what? And he really explained to me that there was Um, career areas in organizational psychology, organizational development, and training and development. So I went back for a master's a couple years later when my kids started into school. And that's where coaching was introduced to me for the first time. So I slid out of that when I got, when I graduated and started staying in the outdoor industry for a long time while I was doing this, but getting training and starting to work with um, exclusively corporate companies. And then realized that corporate may not be my only gig or the, my only love out there. Right. Um, and so I really started to look at some different programs. I can tell more stories about that later. But um, I came upon Martha Beck, which we all love, know and love. She's hilarious. Kind of master guru. She's one on 
um, Oprah's coaching team or helps her staff mm -hmm. and herself. But she was listening to her and had a true epiphany moment that this was really more me and um, decided that was the direction I was going to go. So got my life coaching and then career coaching piece and, and kind of started dreaming up zeal coaching. So before I was in, I had another business called team ascent consulting, which was about corporate team building. And this transition to zeal coaching really was the impetus of saying, I love kids. I love adults. I really like all people. Plus I love leadership and mm -hmm. adult and training, corporate training. So it really helped me come back to, I want to help people from the beginning. I was really tired of working with 45 year old engineers going, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I don't want right. to do this anymore. And, um, not really knowing they, you know, how to transition now that they had kids in college and stuff. And so really wanted to like help them. And so there was just lots of like things that kept nodding me in this way. And so when I created the business, um, well, I was already coaching, but when I changed and reshifted and rebranded the business to zeal coaching, it was a very clear change for us as far as what our purpose was. And it was much more aligned with who I am which I wish everyone could do right. and really get aligned with who they are and what they want to do with their lives. And so, so here's a funny story, right? It was about, um, we were doing some work for my life coach training and it was about picking the emotions that you wanted to feel, which we do this often now yeah. in coaching. Right. And I'm playing with the online thesaurus and thinking about, I want exhilaration and, you know, excitement and adventure and these kind of things all in my life and passion and the synonyms for all these words, mm -hmm. the word zeal keeps coming up, you know? And so Finally, I click on it and that definition had everything that I wanted and it really like, you know, struck me. And, um, so I said to my office mate, I'm like, I think I'm changing the name of the business. <laughs> and he was like, what, you know, he was, he didn't, he's not a coach by any means, but now he is actually oh, <laughs> in a way, in awesome. a way. So he's awesome. And he kind of was like, what does that mean? And he's like, okay. So the, ne the next day I go home and he sent me a message of John Maxwell, who was another executive yeah. leadership coach. And it's his word of the day is zeal and his definition is a little story about the word zeal. So I'm sure you can look that up if you want to read that, hear that. But my, my office mate, Tony said, I bet you're going to pick it now. And I was like, yep, it's a nod <laughs> right. from God. And so we, we did that and it really has changed everything about way that, that we coach and how we approach and who we want to work with. And so it's a big indicator. Right. Um, so talking, I guess, a little bit about that, what kind of services do you offer that you coach? So I know that you talked about doing some team building stuff. So we're talking like trust falls and yeah. things like that. And, um, but you've also got students and adults as well. So kind of what do each of the different aspects look like and now you'll be you'll hear uh like the living. awesome firefighters and paramedics in our area driving past hopefully everyone's okay so the other services that are really um that we really focus on so in in the in the adult corporate kind of place we work with we do work with teams we work with executives individually we do some true like organizational depth kind of thing or strategy work and we love that we also work with individuals. It's really more about how do we impact either that career piece. So high school and college age kids doing it from the beginning and really knowing who they are so they can pick the majors that they're interested in and kind of go to a school that they have the right choices and things like that, especially as they get to know themselves better, have experiences, right. they can transition through those pretty easily. Um, 
but we also work with a lot of people post-divorce or having struggles with their families or really trying to figure out how to get out of their rut, um, whether that's career or just life and general kind of motivation stuff, and really helping them change and think about that. So much of our area all over the Midwest, I think, is this, this, we have a lot of, you know, second or third generation immigrants, and we're still trying to figure out how to be successful in the world or, and um, a lot of we see a lot of families who are first generation of their families to go to college mm-hmm. and a lot of people who have been successful and then don't know how to negotiate having more money and that type mm-hmm. of thing right. and living well. And so I've been having a lot of struggle with that. So all kinds of things. But and those are the serious ones. But we also <laughs> have a lot of fun and helping people socially stay connected and listen to their soul and bust out of fear and make some real things happen. So it's wonderful. So great. Yeah. And so we talked a little bit before about how coaching seems to be a coastal thing that I think a lot more people on the West and East coasts of the country know about it and are actively involved in it. So why the Midwest? Like, have you ever thought about leaving or have you left? And why? So why here? Why Ohio? Why Ohio? So, well, what's funny for me is that, um, you know, I, I would have liked to move south at some point. Just, you know, the sun is so attractive because we have some lack of sun in the winter. And so um, everyone wants to go on vacation, right? <laughs> right. But what's so great about here is that we have such wonderful people. And um, so we've lived in Chicago and Cincinnati and Detroit and I feel like we've gone up and down 75 in Western Ohio, like for about 20 years now. And um, so we really have a good feel for people in the cities, people live in the country, literally country, small towns, farmers, that kind of thing. Um, People live in, you know, in larger small towns or in, you know, major cities. And so, and some of those needs sometimes are separate, but, and at our core, we're all the same and want to be valued and needed and really live from a place that's authentic. And so I think that's really kind of where we focus. And um, it's been really fun in where we live now in Troy, Ohio, where um, watching like a mid-sized town, small, still small town, I think, um, and how it's growing and changing and ebbing and flowing and things like that. And we kind of have the micro of all the good things and all the bad Mm -hmm. things. And so we get to have um, a lot of exposure to all of that. So it's really fun to think about how do we help people get out of their rut. I think on the coast we have a lot more people who are like anything is possible and they have a lot more um, maybe resources financially or something to kind of get them moving forward. Um, education is usually a lot better. I, I just knock on wood. Hopefully that's not always true. But right. um on the coast and things like that. So for us, I think it's really kind of getting people out of, uh, this is the only, this is nothing will happen here. Nothing mm-hmm. can happen here. And it's just not true. Right. You know, and you watch some of the, you know, the better cities with Columbus or Indianapolis or Louisville reinvent themselves and really yeah. make some incredible things happen. And at the same time, there's still challenges and issues in those cities, but we, mm-hmm have the power to make things happen. And it doesn't always have to be about your resources. I think it's about your, you are the resource. And so how do you make those things happen? Right. Well, and I think that you're kind of a model of that, like you are the resource. So in this journey to do this job that tends to be bigger city, big coast, um, what are some of like the obstacles that you have really overcome to make it 
the business that it is today. Yeah, it's really funny because when I decided to go into life coaching, I lived in a town of about 3,000 people. And um, and these are very practical. If you're not an engineer, you're a teacher. And if you're not those, you're a farmer. So those were the kind of the three careers. Three jobs you can have. There might be some nurses thrown in there just for a little <laughs> right. spice. But um, uh, that's not true, but, but mostly. <laughs> and so... Yeah. Um, and so why would, you know, what the, we don't let have, these people are very practical. They don't have problems or whatever. So, um, what was really funny is that I just said, if I can make it in this little area, I can make it anywhere. And so that little town, New Bremen became this little Petri dish for me to like create and develop my programs. And, um, we had incredible success with our student programs there because people care about their kids and high right. work ethic. And when they went, wanted them to be successful, and there were, and we had fair numbers of, um, an, of adults. And so it's really become this thing where I'm like, you know, we just don't have the support or motivation. We, you know, in the way that it might be valued in other parts of the country, especially if you're creative or especially if you're a people person, they're not really certain what those careers look like right. and that they're real things. I took 14 students to, um, the Columbus school of art and design one summer because I'm just struggling because they are only hearing, well, you can't be an artist and make any money. You're going to starve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, designers and right brain thinkers are being hired at every organization. And we have a large fashion industry in Columbus and we have all of these amazing wow. places. Right. And so, you know, Kent State and Cleveland and UC in Cincinnati have two of the best design programs in the country. And so art that is artists that are becoming, you know, very well known and paid very well. And so, um, we have to break some of those, you know, those little myths that we believe in the Midwest, just because we don't think we see it. It's not, it is possible and it's possible here too. So, right. The starving artist stereotype definitely prevails. Right. And there may not be as many jobs, but that's why you have to work, be the hardest worker and the most, you know, the most supportive or whatever of your own of your own skills and strengths and help, you know, have family that wants to get behind you and help you support, you know, help you get there. So you talked some about, okay, we're breaking people out of these ruts and we're challenging to live extraordinary lives. So what are some things in your life that, um, are the most fun? Like what is your play? What is your extraordinary kind of inspiration? And it's not watching the firefighters go by. I'm just worried now what's going on out there. Um, so our, our window usually uh, literally sits about six feet from the street. So we're we're right here on top of it. Um, so what's fun in my life. So, you know, for me, um, I still enjoy the outdoors and we kayak and we hike and we try to spend as much time as we can outside, but also just being with people and having a good time mm-hmm. and art and improv. And, you know, um, you know, we do all of these, you know, really, you know, kind of fun and creative, I'm nature and creative girl. So that's really where I find the most value. I mean, helping my kids see that and enjoy those things. And to my engineering husband's demise, my, both my kids are creative. So <laughs> <Right>. he's, <laughs> he's outnumbered. He's outnumbered in our house, but, um, but he's come to accept and be okay with that. So, but, um, so we're, we're working really hard to, um, to enjoy all the culture that we can and, um, and help create it too. So, mm. you know, so whether yeah. that's, 
you know, just creating events or party, you know, parties or, um, or even parks and things like that where people can feel more creative and be in community with each other. So, yeah. And I think that's something else we hear a lot about in the Midwest that, oh, there's no culture here. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, you have to go to the big cities for that. But I think it's great to hear that you're trying to create that even for people. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys do that. You and your husband do so much stuff with like board games and other like, you know, but like fun alternative kind of culture stuff, which is super great. great. And I think people think you can't get that here and it's just (laughs) not true. And I think sometimes you may be the one that has to start it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you become known for that. And that's really what's happened for us. And, you know, in zeal coaching and then also in some other projects that we've worked on over the years. So it's good. So I think in some of that, um, projects and I, you have alluded to it and I only know because I know the story, but, um, what, let's give you a little chance to kind of toot your own horn here. Um, what is, what are some of the biggest successes you've really seen in your career, um, with steel coaching? Well, I think every day we see, um, see people turn their lives around. So there's no mm-hmm. question about that, yeah. that we get that accolades verbally almost weekly, if not almost every day where people are really feeling like they, we help change them. And so, right. you know, we wrote a book, which has been a huge, you know, for me, I, I always joke, like, I don't care if anyone ever reads it. It was my <laughs> success. <laughs> like I just got it done and it was, it's good. So, I mean, and you know, part of that book, it talks about is that I, I have dyslexia. And so, um, just writing the book was an accomplishment and, right. and it's taken me at least self-esteem wise to another level. So, and hopefully some people are getting something. Yeah. So, and then, um, I think probably my biggest accomplishment though is really always, you know, my family and we've, we have, I have a daughter who has some, um, some mild autism. And so, mm-hmm. um, our own family coming together and learning how to live and laugh and be successful in our own right is, you know, probably my biggest testimony to like, we're good and things are, life is good. So, um, and to have this business, right? right? I'm not the person probably in high school, somebody was like, oh yeah, she's going to be having this awesome business someday. I wasn't that girl. <laughs> um, but, um, but we probably have helped, you know, thousands of people at this point. And so whether that's in large group work or right. individually, and so we just want to continue that. So I've been at this for over 20 years. You know, we've, I've been in business for myself since 1998 and, um, have never gone back to like work, you know, anywhere else. So really I'm maybe part-time just to help out, but you know, that kind of thing. But it's, it really is taking a lot of risk and learning a lot of skills that aren't natural to me, but Mm -hmm. I'm wanting this so bad that, that, that you learn it, you take all the risk and you do all the hard stuff. So it's good. Um, so that kind of sounds like something that you would tell a client. (laughs) So is there like, do you have something like that, like a philosophy or a mantra or kind of a life rule that you, that you live by that that's what you kind of repeat to yourself when you think, okay, this is getting hard or I don't know how this year is going to go. What do you, what do you tell yourself? I think for me, you know, we talk, um, in the book, we talk very significantly about like kind of spiritual connection and letting spirit fall guide you. And if, and whatever that means for me, it means a lot of different things. But, um, for me, the biggest thing is that it really means, um, my mantras often guide me, like show me today what's good and what needs to be done. And, um, and 
you got you know knowing that I there's some faith pace in that and not it's just it's just amazing to be able to go look what happened after you kind of say Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stop worrying I'm just gonna keep moving and you know and guide my guide my words and guide my hands especially when I'm working with clients and we're in a tough conversation Mm -hmm. or something or I have to even be hard you know help me find the words and let them their hearts be open to that I think is really one of my major Mm -hmm. mantras and that you know this is all I will figure it out we will figure it out and um so those are some of the things yeah okay um So now we're kind of entering a new year, so kind of a new slate kind of thing. And I know that in coaching, we talk a lot about goals and where you want to be. So for you, what's a, what's a future goal or an aspiration that you're, you're still working towards? I think one of the things, you know, we talk about regularly in the, in the office and this, this podcast is a part of that, right. Is really to help, um, help reach the people who haven't quite got these messages yet that they have a lot more control. And so for us, it's really about helping people, um, who are on that cusp of having maybe even a dysfunctional life or, you know, really living below their abilities and Mm -hmm. to really kind of help them get strategies and motivation and self-value to Mm -hmm. move forward and to change that around. So it really, for us, looks like life strategies and, um, and, you know, how do we, how do you get life better? We don't have a name for this program yet that we were working on, but (laughs) as you know, but it definitely is something that we have, I have true heart for, and Mm -hmm. we want to change some of that. We have a challenging, um, people, a lot of people who don't want to work in our region and we need employees and there's no reason that those two shouldn't come together. And so we're just trying to figure out how we might impact that. So in a big way, actually, so not downplaying it at all. So just interesting. Okay. Um, so maybe a little bit heavier. This has been a heavy, kind of a heavy podcast. Sorry. No, I think it's all important. Um, but I guess I have some uh, maybe lighter yeah, go questions. Yeah. So we, we talked about this earlier, so I know you have an answer for this. What is, what is your spirit animal? <laughs> well, if you look at our Myers-Briggs, evidently it's a dolphin. We just are finding that out, um, which is probably really true. Uh, very dolphin-like. Now, um, for me, it's uh, probably an otter. I just love them. Lovable, how, capable. How could you not? They're so cute. I know. And they like to float and hold hands and yes. hold babies and right all that. So I think I love water and I'm very playful and that's all where that is. <laughs> so very loving. And hold, like to hold hands and hold babies. <laughs> I do all those things. That's, that's me. So um, what, who's your spirit animal, Katie? We talked about this and I think mine's a manatee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're very cute. They're very cute. And like, I feel like I want to hug them and people like to hug me. Yes. You know, they're they're large but they're not you know self-conscious about it they just do their thing man if you ever meet katie you want to hug her <laughs> like she is like a light everyone's like oh i'm like i'm not even in the room anymore so it's just the purple hair or something i think maybe um, yeah that's true no i've always loved manatees when i was in elementary school actually i was in this special kids program yeah the smart kids program people <laughs> okay I, yeah <laughs> it was um we adopted a manatee 
Oh, like in your classroom? As our class. <laughs> we adopted one. I mean, he lived in Florida, obviously. But oh, I thought like, you guys got a giant aquarium. <laughs> we just kept him in there, man. You know, it was a little against some federal laws, but we did it. No, and his name was Boomer because oh. I pushed that name since I watched a lot of football and Boomer Esiason was playing for the Bengals at the time. Of course. And I convinced my classmates that we should name our manatee Boomer. She also should be like on the debate team and <laughs> like, yeah, it's one of my superpowers. Yes. It so is. that's why I have a special affinity for manatees because of that. Of course. Because so of Boomer. Boomer. We're going to get you a logo or something. Manatee, manatees and otters. Oh, I have a tattoo picked out already. Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't tell my grandparents. All right. Um, and uh, let's, let's do another one. Um, Oh, speaking of superpowers, so I guess one of my superpowers is convincing people <laughs> to do things. If you could have any superpower at all, what what would it be? I didn't think to pre-think this one. Um, so I think my superpower would be flying, of mm. course, right? Like, who wouldn't want to fly and just be, like, go and soar and be, like, I hang glided a couple times. And um, okay. so I can, oh, man, amazing. And I'm not a flyer. Okay. I don't like, well, we talked about how I don't really like birds. So yeah, yeah. That's flying true. might not be my thing. So flying, I think, you know, just so you can take it all in and get places quickly and, you know, do all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, what would yours be? I know yours is much more scientific. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Telekinesis probably. <laughs> Ooh, I'm <laughs> which, worried. <laughs> which sounds scientific. No, not like, not mind reading, but like manipulating and moving oh. objects with my mind, like using like yeah. so one of my favorite books as a kid again because i was in these classes nerd. Um, was, nerd, <laughs> yeah was matilda yes by roald Dahl, who i love yeah. and it was so she wasn't using her brain to her full potential in school and so the extra brain power she could use it to move stuff around and i always tried to do that myself i was challenged i think enough in school <laughs> um no. but i always thought that telekinesis would be would be cool yeah because no, I think mind reading has a lot of dangers. That was something I want, but I feel like I would use those powers for evil and not for good. So telekinesis <laughs> it is. I'm being honest Watch with myself. Out. Watch out, Jason, her husband. <laughs> He's fine. I don't need to read his mind to know what he's thinking. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Um, so as we kind of come to the end of our interview, what is... I, just to kind of give our readers something to take away from this, besides all the, the awesome stuff that you have about zeal coaching, what is the best advice that you've received and that maybe you want to pass on to others or what advice has really helped you the most in your career, in your life, in living this kind of extraordinary life right here in Ohio? Mm, gosh, it also, it, is, it all gets so heavy really quick. Um, so my, um, okay. so for me, it really is about, gosh, it's between like laughter and play and like that, the need for that and to keep not taking yourself so seriously. I think that's probably the best one. Um, but also that most of the things you believe aren't true, Mm. right? That you, that you have made up a perspective. And, um, if you kind of look at what is real and, um, and it, it's really about, care and love for other people and if you stay if you stuck to that that your decisions would be and that incompetence in yourself like love for yourself love for others love for you really make different decisions instead of getting very caught up in like fear or things that you mm-hmm. are worried about or that aren't true do you have an example of that where you've like believed something that wasn't true and then you realized if i had just gotten that lie out of my head i would have been off so much better off 
I can think of many, but <laughs> like appropriate for the story. Um, so no, um, for me, I think it's, um, so one of them, one of the, like, this is just a quick story. So there's another awesome coach who we were just talking about this the other day. You and I was like this other awesome coach and she, um, she looks like she's from LA and she was awesome. And she's touring with Oprah and all these things. And she's in my coaching world. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, she's awesome. Great, great. You know, whatever. And feeling a little jealous, right. Of like, cause she was young and all these great things. And, um, she's beautiful, all those things and coming to find out her real story and that she's also from Indiana. Hmm. And it just pissed me off to know it <laughs> because I had to break my story that I couldn't do or be as awesome as mm. she is because that doesn't happen in the Midwest. Mm. And so that's one of the main reasons this is so important is that you don't have to live somewhere else. You can be awesome right here. And I think that's the key to um, knowing that. And you have mm -hmm. to break those stories. So it's interesting. All right. That's great truth. So if we wanted to find you, if we wanted to have you come speak, if we wanted to be one of your clients. Yes. Or if you wanted to be one of my clients. <laughs> Katie's taking clients too. Where would we find us? <laughs> you would find us at zealcoach.com mm -hmm. and at zealcoach on Facebook, Zeal Coaching on Facebook. And we have an Instagram yeah, and, coach. And so, um, and then you could also call us or you can come to our office or whatever. You can Great. email us, you can message us through our, through our, um, you can find all that information on our website. And so mm -hmm. that's really how you would find us. Also, if you want to read Christy's book that she's mentioned a couple times, An Ordinary Girl's Guide to Extraordinary, you can find it on Amazon. Yeah, paperback or Kindle. Paperback right. or Kindle edition. Or if you want to stop by our office here in Troy, Ohio, we actually have some copies in a box over here in the corner. <laughs> I'm like side-eyeing them right now. And we'd be happy to get you one of those. So thank you so much, Christy, oh for being open about the business and talking about being thank kind you. of our guinea pig guest. Thank you, because this would not be possible without Katie's um, skill and intelligence. So thank you so much for making this dream happen for us. So thank you. Here's the thing for us. If you are in, out in the world today, please enjoy. Please live with more zeal. Ignite way you, your life with passion, purpose, love, and success. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us for Hope on the Heartland.